Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy Monday, February 14th, the day of love. Happy Valentine's Day, you guys. Happy Valentine's Day. It's like a nice negative three degrees here in Edmonton. Or well, let us know in the forecast. Is it? I think so, yeah. Well, let us know this week. Just what we need. <laughs> Just start melting. Snow on top of the ice. <laughs> We are broadcasting live on the Podbean app as we do every morning, Monday through Friday. Live. What? What? I'm just smiling. You looked at me like, like I got the days wrong. No. <laughs> Don't start Valentine's Day off like Don't this. Don't smile at me. Don't smile at me. <laughs> yes, you can join live every morning on the Podbean app if you're listening to the recording version or recorded version. Um, Download the, the Podbean app, subscribe to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show, join in live at 6 a.m. or Mountain Time or 5 a.m. Pacific. Pacific. And, and, uh, I don't know why you keep trying this. 8 a.m. Eastern, because this is fun. 8 a.m. <laughs> Eastern. But uh, join in live because um, it's a cool little call-in button. You click the call-in button, you ask your questions, and we answer them. Answer. Answered, <laughs> yeah, and for free. And, you know. If, if you're, you know, an aspiring real estate investor, if you're a struggling real estate investor, if you are a successful real estate investor, um, or if you don't even know what real estate investing is, you click the button and we'll answer the questions for you for free. <laughs> because, you know, how many people are saying, oh, I can't afford coaching, but I'm just I'm so, so stuck. Here's your answer right there every morning. We do yep. that for you. We get up. Join us. Yeah. Join the chat. Uh, upcoming events. Um we are less than two weeks away uh, from our real estate investing cabinet retreat. Yes. It's a three-day cabinet retreat on February 25th through 27th. Uh, three-day cabinet retreat out in Alberta Beach, Alberta. Get to spend three days with Gabrielle and I. Here's another thing. If you know, like, oh, no, I need questions answered. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Don till dusk. Spend the week. <laughs> Don till dusk. Uh, no, it's... it's dusk it's, till dawn? Done till midnight. Okay. <clears throat> Morning to midnight. Whatever. Get to spend the whole weekend with Gabrielle and I. And that's not just like, you know, staying at the same, you know, resort. No, like you're staying in the same cabin as us. There's yeah. um you get to spend the whole weekend eating and 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 chatting and and planning and with a small group of other investors as well. So if that's something you're interested in, if you're struggling and you're trying to get a plan and you don't know what to do, that is the ultimate weekend. The ultimate answer mm -hmm. um if you're a real estate investor looking to take it to the next level yes um if you're interested in signing up for that i would hurry yeah i would hurry um and the link is in the show notes here and we have uh barry and donna mcguire doing a creative real estate real estate investing strategies a uh, little mini session kind of like a mini rapid yeah. cash uh, we have calvin hexter the calvin realty team who is our guest today who is our guest today i thought you would go to the 
Cheryl Wilkes second. Oh, and then I Cheryl oh, Wilkes damn it. expert okay. mortgage broker. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just pretend Rewind. we can edit that out. Um, yeah, Cheryl Wilkes is joining us. She is a fantastic, amazing, incredible, so smart real estate uh, mortgage broker. <laughs> No, I'm all messed up. Um, but she's going to be doing a presentation basically on how to get the most mortgages, how to put best position yourself, um, depending on what your strategies are and that Financing type of thing. Flips. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, she's yeah, she she's can she can answer any question you have about financing. She's super smart. Yeah. Was there another guest as well? And then we have Calvin Hexter with Calvin Realty <laughs> joining us. Yeah. Um, did you guys decide what topic he's gonna be talking on on the at the cabin retreat? Not yet. No. Not yet. To be determined. It, you guys, it depends on who our who our um, guests are. Yeah. So we'll need to think about um, yeah who we have signed up and what kind of topics we're going to go over. So yeah, it really we it really tailor depends. it, which is awesome. Yeah, every every event is not the same. That's that's the interesting thing is some sometimes we um, we show up and we don't even know what the weekend's going to be about until we get there. That's you know what I mean? We'll just kind of show up there. We have a few things, we points we need to get across, some some moments that we need to have. But it's not, other than that, um, we, we get there and then we listen to what everybody is struggling with. We listen to what everybody wants. And then from there, mm -hmm. we build the weekend around that, which is extremely difficult from our from our end, but extremely valuable for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so it's you're not getting a cookie cutter approach. But that is, uh, yeah, that's February 25th, 27th. Um, that, that guest that you were talking about, Calvin Hexter, yeah. is actually our guest today on the podcast. Yes, he is. So uh, has, Calvin, Cal has Calvin hit the call-in button yet? He is. He's, he's anxiously waiting. Awesome. <laughs> um, Calvin is here. He's going to give us an Edmonton market update today um, because, well. We all have questions. Yes. What's happening? Yes. What's going um, on? Yes, absolutely. Edmonton has uh, had a change. And um to be honest, we've been we've been exactly the same uh, for for quite some time. Uh, no surprises, but now uh, things are changing a little bit. So I'm going to let Calvin in here, and uh, you know what, he can explain a little bit better. <laughs> and uh, now we wait. Hello, hello. Good morning. Good morning, Calvin. Good morning. How are you? I am doing. I am doing well. How are you? Good. You sound really far away. <laughs> Do I really? You got your headphones in? Totally do. Yeah, ready to go. Um, that, that's better. See if I can. Is it better? What are you? I what mean, are you speaking through? Uh, AirPods. Let me see if I can. Okay. You, it, try. Try. Uh, hmm. It sounds very yeah, distant. Okay, Almost like second. you're uh, you're in, a, in, a, in an underground parking lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's not good. Okay. One, one sec here. Josh asks if you're still in Mexico. <laughs> is, uh, is, he, is, uh, well, it sounds like you've been kidnapped and you're in the in the trunk of a car in Mexico. In Mexico. <laughs> is, it, is it still bad or is it better? And everybody, That's it's better. better. Yeah, yeah, everybody, please send in your ransom. Okay, we got a GoFundMe yeah. started. We need to save Calvin. I was gonna say it just must, this is this is just my morning voice. I, I only you know I think that's what it is. It's just my my morning voice isn't as polished and refined as uh, as you guys. You guys sound see how everybody else. I think everybody in the world sounds like me at six a.m. or five a.m. But you guys are just like you. You guys have like your five p.m. voice on right now, and it's like it's so impressive, extremely impressive. Thank you, thank so you. yeah, 
Uh, okay. Uh, introduction, Gabby. Do you want to give Calvin a bit of an introduction? He is uh, an investor. <laughs> Sounds like you're doing it. Okay. You just continue. Yeah. I'll do one. You do one. Okay. He, he's an investor himself. Well, you just told, he took mine. <laughs> Uh, you do it. Calvin is an investor himself, which is awesome when you're looking for an investor-focused realtor. He knows what he's talking about. He has built an incredible team with his Calvin Realty team. Um, everybody that works with him and for him, however they, they say that, is amazing. And um, he is so knowledgeable on Edmonton, on real estate investing, on the market, on everything. And he, anytime you talk to him, anybody who talks to him says, holy shit, Calvin just blew my mind. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, we have Calvin Hexter with us here today. Welcome, yes. Calvin. <laughs> that was a great introduction. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. We are uh, all anxiously waiting to hear what the heck is going on with the Edmonton real estate market. And we are hoping that you might have some answers for us today. I'm, I'm hoping I can help. I'm hoping I can help shed some light, you know, get the flashlight out, shine into uh, shine in the window of Edmonton and area. And I think not only, you know, have a good idea of what's happening, but also maybe even touch on how to navigate it uh, appropriately as well. Absolutely. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you, do you mind just starting off with like the basics? I mean, the overview of, of what's happening right now? Yeah. I mean, okay. So we're February, 2020, uh, 2022, crazy. It's 2022. Um, yeah. um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to take us back. I'm going to, I'm going to zoom us out for a little bit. Okay. So let's zoom out. Um, what happened in May of 2020? Well, that's when we started to see the milk, uh, the real estate market, I think all across North America, even the world. Um, we started to see we started to see something in the real estate market that we weren't expecting, and that was the amount of volume of transactions, pricing going up. Just real estate started like literally someone hit the accelerate button, and it just started to go up. And we weren't expecting that. This is when most people were hibernating. I'm not sure if you guys remember May 2020. I'm not sure if you guys remember what you guys are doing. I mean, you're probably playing some video games. I was probably playing some video games. <laughs> I mean, like everyone was locked down, like you weren't yeah. doing anything unless you were an essential service and real estate was and is an essential service. Mm -hmm. So most people weren't doing anything. So, you know, <clears throat> real estate, a lot of people's real estate plans, instead of it being like a five-year plan, they fast tracked it and like, Hey, I have time now. I'll do my home renovations. I'm home all the time. I'm going to move. So since May, 2020, we started seeing an increase in the amount of inventory uh, being transacted in. And it just started growing more and more and more. And so as you'd expect with anything, when you're, when, you're busily, like when you're busy transacting in real estate for like the last two years, there's going to be eventually an inventory shortage, which is what we're seeing right now. We're seeing a shortage of inventory. And it's, it's usual to see a shortage of inventory because we're very seasonal at this time of year. So, I mean, the colder months, we see less volume, we see less buyers, just less, less transactions. This year, it's to a whole nother level. I don't think we've seen a, a shortage like this and, and competition like this in the market for a very long time, maybe since 2008, right? Yeah. It's been, yeah. It's, it's been a long time. And, and so what's happening is that, you know, especially if you're a buyer and, and if you're a buyer in the real estate market right now you, and you've been active, you can, you can relate to everything that I'm saying. And there's a level of frustration from buyers because there's lack of inventory, there's so much competition, 
you probably lost on a few different multiple offer situations. You find out what someone else was willing to pay for the property and it's way more than what you're willing to pay. And so right now, <clears throat> we're noticing that there's few properties hitting the market. When they do hit the market, they're getting sold extremely fast. Multiple offer situation, three, four, five, 10, 15 people in certain cases. So it's kind of like we're getting like a small teaser taste of like the bigger markets like Toronto, um, Ottawa, uh, Vancouver. Like these markets have seen, uh, have seen this to a much level and are seeing a much higher level of an extreme than we are. But we're yeah, definitely yeah. getting a little taste of, of what, what they're going through, just to not to the same degree. Yeah. Uh, sorry, just uh, there's a bit of popping and uh, maybe even it sounds like... Um, you know what oh, I mean? Like you're oh, kind of hitting yeah, yeah. your headphones or something like that. Maybe your headphones are moving or um, there's a bit of popping when you're talking. I just want to make sure maybe it clears up. Oh, yeah. um, um, we'll see. We'll see if it, it fixes itself, but maybe you're, what do you think? Is it is the headphones or? I don't know. It sounds I, like I, it's I, rubbing on the shirt. Maybe something something's like. rubbing on your shirt or. Yeah. Okay. Let me see if that's I, any better. Um, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you there. Um, yeah, so, you know, is it a taster or do you think of this as something that's like a direction that we're, you know, are, are we in, in a certain direction? Well, I mean, no one has the crystal ball. Um, if, if I were to forecast what's going to be happening for this year is I feel like this whole year, the theme is going to be inventory shortage and I feel like it's going to be very favorable to a seller. So historically, you know, Edmontonians we're used to it being a buyer's market. We're used to, to being able to put any offer we in, you know, any offer we want, we desire into a property, and we expect that the seller is going to work with us and and usually flex towards the buyer's needs. When it's a buyer's market, usually sellers have to flex a little bit more to the buyer. But now what we're noticing is that it's it's such a heavy seller's market, and I don't think that's going to change. So that's why it's, uh, I, I think it's good timing to have this call as well, because I think it's important as a buyer is to learn how to navigate the real estate market. I mean, if you're a seller right now, you're in a great position right, because right. you don't have, there's not a lot of other kids on the block selling what you're selling. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot easier to get a higher price and terms that are going to be more favorable to the, the seller where sellers or usually buyers can be the bully. You know, you can lowball them. <clears throat> I mean, you can still do it, but I mean, like you can put whatever terms and you want favorable to the buyer and the seller is usually the one that has to flex. We are noticing 100%. It's a 180-degree change. And at this point, it's what do we do to, to, to orchestrate an offer that's going to be favorable to the seller? And it's the, mm. flat, it's, it's the buyers that have to flex. And I, I don't see that changing this year. I know that we see the least amount of inventory in the market in December. We see the most amount of inventory typically in like June, July, right? When, when the warmer months. And I, I don't see that we're going to be having the inventory to be able to match the buyer's demands. And right, right. a big part of that is our cousins from the East, our cousins from the West are all coming into Alberta right now. And they're buying because their property prices are so unaffordable. They're looking into another market that is affordable. And to them, they're used to this. This market of the multiple offers are like, oh, guys, this is nothing. Like only only seven multiple offers on this property. They're like, that's easy. They're coming from a market where it's like 30 multiple offers. They're coming from a market where it's 50 K hundred K 200 K over list, you know? So they're coming in with experience. They're coming in with, you know, 
more tricks up their sleeves. And so we're seeing a lot of out-of-province investors even win a lot of these multiple offer situations because they're more conditioned to the market that we're not used to. Mm. So I want to I want to get into some of those tactics, you know, that we can we can uh, so we can uh, fight our cousins. Yeah, um, with our cousins. <laughs> <laughs> so we can put up a good fight. Um, I'm I and I I feel like I, I don't like going back to this again, but the microphone is is still very poppy. Thank Whereabouts you, is the mic? Is and I don't have I don't have AirPods, so I don't know how they work. Um, um, but too bad. Okay, it sounds it sounds like you're 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 popping right right up to the microphone, like you're right there, and we can hear the deep breathing. Um, you know, the pops and the tuzz. Yeah. Okay. Can I try hanging up and calling right back? Is that okay? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know what? We'll go into a little commercial break. <laughs> Hi folks, Barry McGuire here. I'm inviting you to join our free Facebook group, Barry McGuire's creative real estate education. We go live every Monday discussing all sorts of creative real estate strategies. You know, nothing can match the power of learning from Canada's top creative real estate experts. We provide you with the education and tools you need to close your first damn deal. It's the most important one. Join our free group, Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education, and we'll see you Monday. Are we getting them back in? Yeah, yeah, I'll get them back in here in just a second. I just, just want to follow up on that because today is Monday, right? Yes. Uh, and uh, so Barry McGuire uh, is actually doing his uh, Facebook Live today, even though it's uh, it's Valentine's Day. Oh, nice. Um, and they got a special guest on today. Um, Garth Chapman. Garth Chapman's going to be coming multifamily, on. Multifamily, right? Uh, yeah, he's going to be talking about the multifamily funding initiative. Um which CMHC is going to be launching uh, pretty soon here. Uh, so I'm pretty excited for that one. I'm actually, um, yeah, I was just reading it over here. And uh, Garth, Garth is a, is a, is a multifamily expert. So if you guys are interested in learning about that, the new CMHC um, initiative there uh, for financing, um, definitely tune into that tonight at five o'clock mountain time. Um, I believe I'll be on it as well. So uh, if you guys are interested in that, uh, Go to Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Education um, Facebook group and uh, join in. Um, I think you can join in on YouTube as well. Nice. Yeah. Let's see about getting Calvin back in here. Let me know if that's any better. I, I tried switching my situation. Um, not using any AirPods, but uh, I mean, definitely have to massage my... Uh, my phone situation for the morning morning show. So, is that where's uh, yeah? It's still poppy. So where where is are you speaking into the uh, just straight into the phone? There's no more AirPods. Completely. Maybe maybe pull your phone back about uh, six inches. How's it gonna hear us? Is that, is that better? No, make it three inches. Three inches of separation. <laughs> there we go. There's three inches. That's yeah, perfect. Perfect. That's that's Damn, it right there. Hey? This is uh, it's gonna be one hell of a workout for you. You gotta have it in the perfect. Yeah, get position. your elbow resting. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, like, I, w I wish we were recording like video right now, just so you could see how funny. It is. Um, I mean, I'm literally on the phone calls like all day. Like that's, that's literally what I am. I'm, yeah. I, like, I I actually feel like a radio host sometimes, <laughs> just literally being on the phone or zooms all day. Um, I mean, this is awesome. If you guys could see me right now, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. I'm like. Um, <laughs> 
my biceps are going to be massive by the time yeah, we're done. Yeah. 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 I mean, a morning, morning work. This is called the morning workout show. That's, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is pretty cool that you can do it all from your phone. It's uh, it's a pretty yeah. cool platform. Um, it was, uh, now we're going to get into um, uh, tips for offers, but Gab, was there any questions? I saw one question just come through re- recently and I feel like I want to get the questions as we're going. Well, no, the, the question is uh, relative to what you're saying about how to, it's about how to make your offer stand out when there's multiple offers. So exactly okay. what you were just talking about. Okay. I do have a question though um, before we get into that and my question is that if these investors from the east are coming in and saying saying "Ooh, look at this attractive market and you guys like you guys are so silly you think you know you think you're all heating up over here but this is just peanuts mm-hmm. what like are so you know what wayne and i have noticed in the offers that we've put in is that like people are putting offers well over asking price. So that's already happening, obviously not $100,000, $200,000 over. But will these investors coming in start to drive our prices up? Um, definitely. Right now, because we, the, the more buyers that are entering the market, if, if, if they're not being met by the same volume of sellers, and, and that's where we're seeing the biggest challenge, is that there's there's very little volume of sellers that are hitting the market or available versus the amount of buyers that are currently in the market and coming into the market. So we're bottlenecked right now with being able to essentially service the amount of of buyers. Yeah. And yeah. what's happening there's also a big, you know, a large pent-up demand with a lot of current buyers that have been trying to purchase over the last 3 months that normally could because there's usually enough inventory to, you know, service them. And, and they're just, they're sticking around in the market. They're continuing to watch just like everybody else's. They're continuing to offer just like everybody else's. So, you know, these, these buyers that it could have been purchased, you know, in November, December, they're now still competing in February, March, and maybe April until the right property comes up. And all these other investors or buyers, we'll just say buyers, that are entering the market now, I mean, that's competition as well. So it's like there's just this large body of, of buyers that are growing that are just waiting for the right property for a property. But I mean, perfect timing. Like, I mean, a little bit of light to shine on, you know, the, the buyers that are currently currently active is last month we saw a huge increase of inventory in, you know, relative to December hit the market. This yeah, month, yeah. I know if you talk to any real estate photographers, they're extremely busy right now. Like their normal typical March and April is now February. So everything has just shifted almost like a month to two months earlier for them. So we're going to be seeing a lot more inventory hit the market um, because these guys are flat out. I know my photographer, we had a listing photos on Saturday. I think he had six or eight appointments on Saturday where normally it's like half that. So, I mean, things are picking up. So when the photographers are busy, you know it's a good thing because more properties will be hitting the market. And uh, so... I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see a little bit of light uh, come through. So if there's any buyers, you know, um, that are listening to this, that are, that are feeling frustrated, that are feeling like they're, you know, um, just, you know, they feel like they're sick of losing. Um, I feel like you all are going to, you know, see light at the end of the tunnel. And hopefully after today and understanding how to navigate, uh, a, you know, few, certain pieces of your offer, I feel like you're going to look a little bit more competitive and give you a better chance to, to start to win. So. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so could we get into that about how to stand out, how to make your offer stand out when we're walking into these situations? Yeah, absolutely. So now when you're a buyer and we know it's a seller's market, it's not thinking so much about you. It's thinking about the seller and it's thinking about what does the seller want, right? So the only way, I'm going to ask you guys, how do you guys find out what a seller wants? What do you have to do? It's one of the most valuable things we can do as humans. Best way to build rapport with somebody, you what do i what do <laughs> i do ask questions you got to ask questions. Uh, that well yeah i mean yes i was gonna say well wayne puts on his detective hat and looks <laughs> them up on facebook instagram twitter tiktok i like <laughs> who I are these it. people I, I pull title i pull on the store i figure out they bought it for two, in 2008 i figure out what the interest rates were in 2008 i like okay, i figure out how much mortgage they have remaining oh i know everything about them okay so we yeah. ask questions yeah, yeah. The, so the answer was ask questions yes yeah so you want to ask questions and this is where a lot of people go wrong is they just they you don't know what the seller wants until you ask questions i mean we can perceive you know, I, I would say it's accurate to say that they probably want a high price. They probably want a shorter condition period. They probably want a larger deposit. I mean, that stuff's given. That's that's usually all positives, right? Um, when it comes to things like possession date, understanding their situation. I mean, do they um, are they in a situation where they have to buy a home? Are they in a situation where they already have a home pending and they're waiting for the sale of their house to proceed forward with the purchase? Mm-hmm. Um, are they in a position where they're moving provinces where they, a, a quicker possession actually would be a bad thing for them because they don't want to feel like they're rushed out of their home. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's having the, the conversation. And in this case, it'd be your, your realtor or, yeah. uh, I mean, if this is a for sale by owner, then you'd be calling the seller directly um, and asking these questions. Tell me about the seller and let me know what's going to work the best in the seller's favor. And then Do I just they- shut up. Okay. Do they normally give up that information? Yes. Oh, really? Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I would imagine that the seller would want offers tailored to what they want. Like, isn't it better to come in with, you know, like, yes, they wanted a quicker possession and that sort of thing. So having somebody come in and, and give them what they're looking for instead of doing the back and forth and back and forth. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So, Again, if you, if, and so there's 4,000 realtors in Edmonton right now. Okay, maybe 4,001. Not every realtor, just like every professional, is good at what they do. Okay, we've all had professionals that we were very disappointed in. So, I mean, if you have a realtor on the other end that isn't accurately um, representing the seller, you might come into a situation where that listing realtor just does not know jack shit about that seller. And they're not going to be able to offer any kind of hope to help you with your offer. But having a good relationship with that realtor, one, and that paid off. I think for us over on, on Friday, I think it was Wayne. Yeah. Was it Friday? yeah. Um, I mean, having that good relationship and, and asking, you know, quality questions is going to help you navigate and create and design an offer that makes the most sense. Um, Gabby, to your questions or question nine times out of 10, they will give you this information because they want their seller to also be very happy and they'll appreciate that you're taking the time to understand what the seller's needs are and design something for them. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, do you do you want to talk about that example here on on Friday? I mean, would, do you want to talk? Would that be? I don't. I don't oh. mind everything. Everybody <laughs> knows everything about me on the show. <laughs> I love. I love how transparent. And anybody that's listening in, maybe even if it's your first time, second time. Um, I mean, Gabby and Wayne are so transparent, and and they're never 
they're never going to shy away um, from from giving you true facts. They're not they're not hiding anything under the carpet and 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 holding secrets you know secrets to themselves. They don't have like an underground cellar of secrets. You know what I mean? And strategies. <laughs> I mean, maybe you guys do. That'd be cool. <laughs> maybe, maybe you do, I, and I just don't know about it. I'm going to find that like cellar. fine thirty year old wines. <laughs> <laughs> in the cellar. <laughs> so actually, I shouldn't have spelled this, but yeah. So they actually do have an underground cellar, but instead of wine, it's it's little messages of tips and secrets that they've learned over the years <laughs> in those bottles. That will never um, share. And and if you come to the cabin retreat, maybe they're gonna pop a bottle. You never know, or two, Ooh. maybe three. Maybe I'll pop a couple bottles too. Maybe it's just gonna be a crazy party, you know? Um, <laughs> wow, the little bottle service at the cabin at the, at the yeah. cabin yeah. retreat there, yeah. <laughs> But no, I love I love how transparent you guys are, and and, and you know that's that's where you're so valuable to to listen to and, and interact with. And um, anyways, getting off track. Let's get back on track. We're gonna get the vehicle. We're we're in the ditch. I'm pulling it back on the highway. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a push. Um, so yeah, we um, this is actually a property that uh, I should preface by saying we've been we've been stressing. Gabby and I've been stressing, and if you've been listening to the show, you know this that like. We've been looking for a deal and we've been trying everything we can. We've been trying to pull out all the old tricks. Uh, Calvin's been pulling out tricks and, and trying to figure out how we got to find a deal because limited supply has been making it very difficult. Now, we, we did find one property. Calvin found us one property uh, in St. Albert, which is just north of Edmonton. And uh, we really wanted this property. But uh, and, and, you know, as soon as it came available, we're like, OK, we're going down there next day. I'm there. Um and I believe, you know, they were, you were doing this from Mexico and, uh, I believe they were supposed to be having a, an open house on the Saturday. This is Thursday. And we said, well, we want to get in for Friday. We want to try and get our offer in yeah. before their open house. Um, and we show up there and there's, there's like four people <laughs> and we're like, well, that's not good. Um, so, and, and on top of that, there's an open house. So anything, you know, anytime like that, uh, in that price range, we're like, oh, this is, this is going to be a multiple offer thing. Um, we got in there and, uh, we saw it and it looked great and we wrote an offer. Now, um, in order for it to work for what we were planning on doing, and this is a property that we were planning on flipping, right? Yes. Oh, we got a barking dog. Oh, he's going to ruin my story. It's Okay. Okay. Is it okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in order for this to work, we had we had a certain a max price that we were willing to pay, which was uh, I believe fifteen thousand dollars less than what the listing price was. Um, so we went in with that, but you know when I'm walking through a house, and I do not recommend this. I do not recommend this. Um, this comes with experience. This comes with experience. Um, I I know what to look for when I'm going through a property. So sometimes I don't get home inspections. Okay. So there are certain things that my home inspector can, can find and see that I can't. Um, and I was able to see those things when I went through. So when I go through and check out a property, um, I see something I like, I go see it that day. I see it the next day. I'm also looking through the property. I'm doing an inspection. So, uh, I was able to do that inspection myself and I felt really confident with it. And, uh, what we did was we wrote an offer a couple hours later. Um, for $15,000 under list price. And uh, I went unconditional because I have financing lined up, uh, cash, and also uh, I didn't need to do home inspection. I also um, set up my offer for two weeks from that date. So not only am I going to go unconditional, I'm going to close in two weeks because Calvin got us some very valuable information that this house was vacant and that they wanted it moved quickly. 
right? That's, that's, that's information that I can use. So that was the little bit of information that I had about these people, other than the fact that they'd owned this for a very long time, which I found online. Um, they'd owned this for a very long time. There's a pride of ownership in this. They raised a family in it. So we, uh, we wrote them a nice personalized letter about who we are. I, I made them, so I, 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 I focused on that. Um, aspect as well. We focused on making sure that we, you know, make this a seamless, fast transaction by giving them a two-week um, possession date, and also, you know, very close to the price that they wanted. Um, unfortunately, you know, there were other multiple offers going at the same time. And uh, and and do do you remember anything more about like dur- during that process, Calvin? Do you have more to add that maybe I missed? Well, Calvin brought a lot of that information, yeah. right? Because Calvin, you you knew the realtor and you knew that if you mm-hmm. asked the questions, you'd get the answers, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. So we were we were able to get some really valuable intel. Um, I mean, having good relationships with with any other professionals in any industry, I feel like is beneficial, um, especially when it's when it's the real estate industry because. I mean, when it's when it's one listing realtor and there's six buyers, uh, buyers agents, and every buyers agent's like, "Hey, my hands up! Look at me! Look at me! Get my offer accepted! Get my offer accepted!" Yeah. Um, I mean, that relationship it could be the game changer, or that confidence in you as a realtor could be the game changer. And so, I feel like in this case, the relationship definitely assisted um, big time when it came to intel, but also the opportunity to, um, you know shouldn't be saying too much of this, but to adjust our offer last minute to be able to get our offer to win. Um, yeah, yeah. There was an opportunity there. Um, normally that doesn't happen. Usually when you're in a multiple offer situation for anybody that's listening and hasn't experienced it yet, usually it's final and best offer by a certain date and time that is then presented to the seller and they will come back simply as your offer is accepted or not accepted. It is rare to have someone come back and counter. Um, I mean, sellers can, can navigate the space however they want as long as it's lawful. Literally, the sellers are the boss, and there's no, you know, two situations that can run the same. But it's understanding also how is the seller running this situation? How do they want to proceed with the multiple offer situation? But um, getting back to it, um, the relationship definitely helped with that intel. Um, I mean, we also put a really big, you know, I don't like to use the word juicy, but we've been doing yoga in the morning um, every day, and they love to use the ju- the you know the juicy word. So uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and throw it in because it's almost time for our yoga. Um, juicy. We put in a juicy deposit. So what does that show? That shows confidence. That shows that you're able to, you know, it it shows confidence in the seller's eyes. It shows that there's a better chance you're going to be able to close. And we all know that, you know, if you buy a property, quote unquote, buy a property, go firm on a property, you have conditions removed and you back out before possession, that deposit is now forfeited to the seller. So them knowing that, you know, if, if, if we, if we fuck up and we can't purchase the property, they're going to be left with $50,000 in their pocket plus the ability to sue us if they so choose to. And they yeah. can go ahead and find another buyer and sell the property again. And I mean, for, for them, it wouldn't be a problem because there was a multiple offer situation, lots of, lots of desire on it. So, um, yeah, I mean, in regards to this situation, I'll, 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 you know, the next step was they came back, said, you know, can we do this? And I, you know, I think they came back at, you know, a, a decent amount of money over list. Um, 10,000 over list. Yeah. They said, hey, yeah. can you keep all those terms, but then just go $10,000 over list? Which was, and we were what, 15 under? Yeah. So, 20, so the 25, they wanted us to increase our price by $25,000. <laughs> yeah. And, and can you give us all these amazing terms? <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and and we, we stayed firm. We said, no, this is our yeah. price. So because at the end of the day, we couldn't spend any more than it wouldn't have made sense any more than that. Correct. Right. And, and, and that's why I think, you know, the, 
the seasoned investor to a novice investor will will have that number down and um, you know you'll know when it when it when it taps into the budget right that that if you went 25k up that would have been 25k less your profit yeah. right after that right doesn't go 25k off renos doesn't go 25k off anything else it's 25k off your profit um, so I feel like obviously you know that's not something that we want uh, so we stood strong um, the another offer got accepted which was uh, to my knowledge well above list price um, not unconditional. And I got a text, um, I think it was, I guess, probably about, I don't know, five days later. And it was on, like, it was last Friday. And it was the primary offer fell through. And she's like, you know what, Calvin, I'm going to give you guys first dibs. We haven't talked to any of the realtors yet. And if you guys would like the property, my sellers are now a little frustrated, a little tired. They thought they were going to sell the property with this offer that was very good. Yep. And unfortunately, it didn't go through. We would like to come back. And if you'd still like the property, we'll accept your offer at exactly at how it was. So I call, I call Wayne, literally in the middle of a Zoom meeting. Probably shouldn't say that either. But I was like, you know what? I have to see this information. Like, this is like urgent, important. So I was like, I, I got I to gotta call you. And I was like, Wayne, if, you, if, you know, if, the, if the offer still stands for St. Albert, I was like, we got it. We just got to sign it and it's done. Easy. What did you say, Wayne? I said, yeah, 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 let's <laughs> yeah. do it. Let's do it. Very easy. Very easy. Yeah. It's it, um, so many, so many valuable things there. I mean, everything that you mentioned, I mean, the fact that you have a relationship, you know, in the industry that, uh, you know, those relationships are extremely powerful, you know, that you were called first and, you know, the way that we structured the offer made us the most desirable one. I mean, I think that they, uh, I think, I don't know if we're supposed to say this or not, but the sellers really liked our offer. That's why they came back to us and asked, can you just do a little bit more? Um, because we really like all the terms that you offered. We really like this large deposit. We really like the possession date. We really like unconditional. Uh, the unconditional. They loved all of it. It was just, they were stuck on price. Yeah. Uh, and we were trying to get them away from price and, and focus on the things you know that we could focus on, which were all the other um, aspects of the deal. Um, and we were very, very, very close. It just, it's, it came down to the price at the end of the day, but then sure enough, you know, we knew that when we're dealing, when we're, when we're, um, when we're doing offers and the other, uh, the other offers are, are from home buyers, home buyers are typically, you know, oh, I don't know. I don't like this paint. And you know, they're, they're more likely to walk away from a deal, right. And be picky and try and renegotiate. Whereas us, they knew that we were just fast and easy, seamless transaction, right? Yeah. Well, Wayne and I, you like, I think back to the conversation that we had when they were asking us to come back and, and counter our own offer yeah. <laughs> was that like we were saying is that it's a tough decision because we gave them something to actually think about Yeah. where you have these offers coming in over asking price. It may seem like, like a no brainer, like you go for the most money, but at the end of the day, if you if you accept that offer that's $20,000 over, like, oh my God, we're going to make $20,000 more than we than mm -hmm. we expected. And then you wait that two or three weeks of um, conditions and then they walk away, like all of a sudden you've lost half a month. You need to yeah. put it, either put it back on the market or thankfully they had backup offer. But, you know, it makes you really think, like, do I want to waste this time and potentially be able to get more money, but maybe they'll walk away or I have this other offer right here yeah. that like it's off my hands. It's done. 
like done. Mm-hmm. And then I get to walk away and I get my money and and we're we're done. Yeah. So like we lit- we gave them something to really think about by giving a really juicy, <laughs> unconditional, <laughs> big deposit, like quick possession. Like it, yeah, like you could see that we gave them something to think about. Yeah. Yes, they didn't accept it the, the first round, but then they thought, damn, we should have accepted it. We wasted this time. Yeah. Now they're a couple weeks behind, but. They took it. Time is just as valuable as money. I mean, not a lot of people see that uh, outside of the investing world, outside of the entrepreneurial world, but time is way more valuable than money. Yeah. Right? Um, but, you know, another thing I wanted to add on was that in the event that, you know, they, they waited the whole two weeks and then the, the buyer didn't remove the conditions, um, you know, depending on what it was that they, that they didn't like, they're worried, okay, are the next people going to be worried about that? Yeah. Or is the next people going to be able to get financing for this? Um, you know, how long is this going to sit on the market? Now this is now this is a dirty property where it's like it's been on the market for 30 days. It's had two offers on it. They both fell through. Someone's going to come in and be like, okay, well, <laughs> now I'll be able to offer a much lower price. So, you know, that you have to consider that as well, that if it's been sitting on the market a little while, some people are like, well, why has it been sitting if it's such a good deal? There's something wrong with it, right? Yeah. Is Calvin there? Oh, yeah. I'm just listening. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you bet that. I just wasn't sure because the, the, the background noise went away. I wasn't sure if you were actually still there. <laughs> the, the heavy breathing went away. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, one thing I also want to mention to you. So when, when we're shopping properties and say – so let's, let's step away again. We're going we're gonna to go from a thousand foot view. So when you guys see, when anybody sees a property go on the market <clears throat> at whatever price it is, say for, you know, just for this example, let's say that the house is worth $400,000, like true market value, $400,000. It goes on the market. That seller can list it at 410, 415, 450. That seller can list it at 400. Yeah. That seller can also list it at 390,000, 380,000. 375,000. So it's important that, you know, not only just whether you're over, uh, you know, over list price, uh, under list price, it, I know we're speaking those terms right now. Um, the true way to go about understanding a property and whether it's at market value and where to offer, because if seller A had a property that's worth 400,000, seller B has a property at 400,000, seller A lists at 380. Seller B lists at at four hundred. I know naturally in your brain, for most people, they're thinking, "Well, I'm just going to pay up to list. I don't want to pay any more than list." Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, seller B, you're paying up to four hundred thousand for the exact same property. Seller A, you're paying three eighty, right? So we need to get over like a mental barrier. A lot of buyers and thinking that over list and sometimes is bad. It's not necessarily yeah. bad because there's a lot of times where all list properties under list price or under market value to get a multiple offer situation and to create, uh, you know, kind of an emotional battle amongst other buyers and drive the price up. And it works. It works yep, really yep. well, especially in markets like today. I mean, I've listed a property at a dollar before, literally a dollar. And it went I viral. Forgot about that. I yeah. Forgot and that was about that. two and a half years ago. We listed a property for a dollar and we had an open house. Uh, I mean, we were on like numerous radio stations. I think CTV came down and interviewed me. There's a couple other stations that came down to you. We had an open house, and I think there was like 300 people that walked through the open house. It was the craziest thing ever. It was busier than a Starbucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. We actually, it was so busy. We actually had a gentleman from Redder come down and do a podcast right in the middle of the open open house. 
But that being said, awesome. you, know, you can, you know, as a seller, you can list the property or whatever you want. So, I mean, it, as a buyer, you're looking at, you know, property A, property B, both value the same, but the prices are different. It's important to do your research first and know where you put your offer in. Because if yeah. you're putting your offer in on property A and you knew that market value, say, was 400000 and you're okay with going to market value, but you're only paying three eighty because of where they listed it, try not to use that as, as so much of a barrier, but try and use this as an opportunity to learn and, and find out what other similar properties are selling for, right? Yeah. Understand what you're going in with so you also don't come off and, and look maybe potential. Yeah, it just, it, it's getting to know the market. It's understanding how you should be approaching the situation because there's not um, any specific formula for list price. Okay, so anybody, that, you know, anybody that's listening right now, you don't put your property address into a machine and then it tells you what you should list your property at. That's not, it's, it's all manual. It's, 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 it's working off the seller's emotions. It's working off the selling realtor's recommendations. Maybe if the seller has a dad, the dad also has recommendations too, right? Yep. So, Absolutely. I mean, it's all very emotional in a lot of cases of where we come up with the list price. But it's our job when we're offering on a property is to do our market research to understand what is the true value. And in respect to that true value, where do we want to position ourselves? Yes. Yeah. And I, I'm surprised I haven't had any people ask this question yet, but I'm surprised that for a property that we're planning on flipping, no one's asked why like, wow, only $15,000 off list price. And suddenly you're going to make a profit off of this property. <laughs> And, and I never really considered it because I didn't just just like you were just saying, I didn't look at it as like, oh, this isn't a very good deal. It's only $15,000 off the list price. No, what we were looking at was what what is it actually going to be worth afterwards? How much is it going to cost to renovate this? How much of a profit margin are we going to have? And when, when you sent me this property, I looked at it. I'm like, you know, this is a no brainer that, you know, this is the price that we need. If we can get less, that would be great. But we knew what our what our what our top price was. Um, yeah, and- it had nothing to do with what's the market value. It had everything to do with what's the after repair value, what's it going to cost us and how much profit do we want? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. well, there's our bottom line and it happened to be $15,000 under what it was listed at. Yeah, I think a lot of people, they, they just kind of look at it where it's like they want to get the best deal possible and they think that's how you make money in flipping. No, mm-hmm. we just we just like happened to know the market very well. And obviously we have a great, you know, power team and, and, and Calvin, you know, being able to just analyze that deal for us and just send it off and be like, here you go, offer this. You made it very, very easy for me because let's just be honest. I mean, I just said I know the market, but I don't know St. Albert that well. Yeah. I really don't. And you made it very, very easy for us just to be like, this is this is a great deal, put your offer in. And then, you know, you sent me all the information that I needed, you know, for my assurance and my diligence. Um, And this was on MLS, which I wanted to add. Another thing was that a lot of people don't think that you can find flip properties on MLS. You can. Yes, you can. (laughs) Yes, you can. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Yeah. This is, this is just a great example of just, you know, having, you know, a realtor on your team that's able to recognize this very quickly for you. And then, you know, send it to you. And then if, if you're ready and you're ready to pull the trigger and you know what you're doing and you got your finances lined up and you're experienced, you know, there's, there's lots of deals you can find on the MLS. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, we do, you know, we do a ton of flips. I mean, uh, every single year. And I would say probably 70% are purchased on the MLS, right? Really? With clients we, we represent, I'm going to say probably about 70, maybe maybe even higher than that. I mean, I don't have the stats for it. Like mentally, 
doing a mental jog and thinking about 2021 and the amount of flips that we, we assisted with, I'm going to probably even say about 70%. Um, but like you guys mentioned, like, you know, I mean, like looking at the ARV, working your way, your numbers backwards, understanding where the property sits and then making your decision off that. That's, that's the way to do it. Especially if your, your focus is some type of modern, you know, if your goal is to, to receive some type of monetary gain from it, whether it's a fix and flip, a burr, maybe just a buy and hold, whatever it is. So, um, I mean, I love, like, I, it's funny how, how geeky we are. Like we are real estate nerds, you know? Like where we get so excited about navigating like the real estate space and putting in offers and, and working through these challenging situations. I mean, it's fun. It, mm -hmm. it, when you're in the situation, it gets very emotional in certain cases, you know, depending on, on, on the person you're working with. I, I mean, you guys, you guys are good at keeping it logical, but it's, I mean, it's fun to navigate. Like it's, it's enjoyable. Um, and it's fun to be able to orchestrate offers and, and, and it's kind of like a little quiz. It's like you have this little riddle and you have to solve it and, and you don't necessarily know the exact answer. Um, but you're just navigating it to the best of your ability. And, um, I mean, it's, I like that. I like fun. that a lot. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I consider it like a poker match, right? And so you have a property, so you have the dealer, you're working against the, you know, you're working against the house. And when you're in a multiple offer situation or offering another property, you sit down at the table, right? And you're the only one at the table. And all of a sudden, the listing realtor tells you there's another offer that came in. So now someone else just sat down at the table. Then another one just came in, another offer. So now you have three people at the table total, including yourself. And you don't know what their hands are. So I, the, the number one question I get all the time is, what are the other offers? When you're at the poker table, are they going to tell you what their hands are before they nope. present them? Probably not. So don't expect that you're going to get the other offer prices. It's very rare. I've, I've been in so many multiple offer situations that I think I can count on one hand. And, and they were all, they were all foreclosures, court foreclosures. And I was able to determine what the other offers were, but it's depending on how the lawyer wants to go about it, but it's very, very rare. But just like you're at the poker table, you're not going to know what your friends, you know, or not friends or, you know, these strangers hands are until they're produced. Right. And all yep. you know is how many other people that are at the table with you. So it's how do we make our offer fit the seller? but how do we make our offer look better than everybody else without overpaying for the property as well? Okay. Um, I mean, you guys had a, a really valuable piece. You guys wrote a letter. You guys wrote in a letter because that was a family home. So think of it this way. If, if it's a seller that's a family home, writing an emotional letter to, to be able to talk about your intentions and even just create a connection, right? At this point, the seller has no connection with you because they don't know who you are. All they see is your name on a piece of paper. Maybe they Googled you guys. Maybe they looked you up on Facebook. Maybe. They probably did. I tell my sellers to. You want to know, especially when it's a family home and you've lived there for years and years and years, you want to know who's going to be occupying your space. Yeah. I'm like, sellers, do your research. Find them. Look at them. So, I mean, you guys, you guys reached out via, you know, via nice letter that the seller was able to read, and, and now there's some kind of connection there. When you have a small connection with somebody, you're willing to flex a little bit more. Would you guys agree? You're willing Absolutely. to... Yeah you're willing to, to, to flex a little more maybe to their situation as well. And so you guys wrote a really nice letter, presented it directly to, well, I, I sent it off to the seller's realtor, so I hope, yeah. I hope they presented it. Um, you never actually know unless you get them to sign the bottom of the letter saying that they you know, read it. That yeah. Would <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you wrote a nice letter. Now there's a connection from you, the buyer, to the seller. I mean, that's value. There's a lot of value there. Um, 
And, and for anybody that's listening, that's like, you know, well, I'm, I, I'm an investor. When I sell a property, you know, there's no motion involved. Okay. Well then send them the pre-approval letter. Yeah. Right? If you're not paying cash, send them the pre-approval letter. Give the seller confidence. If they're coming from an emotional state, the seller, and they're selling their family home, then greet them with an emotional response or a greeting, mm-hmm. right? If they're coming from a logical response, because it's a seller that has an investment property that has no ties to it, they simply just want money, send them a logical greeting. That logical yeah. thing is a pre-approval letter, right? Yeah. So we have so many more tools in our tool belt that we don't even we don't even take out for whatever reason, and I think it's because we've been so used to this buyer's market, and that buyers get you know we get what we want. We're we're the boss. No, the sellers are the boss. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I uh, even just to add on to that. I was thinking about. Um, when we were writing the, the the letter, we were worried about the fact, oh, no, if they look me up, they're going to see oh, a real estate investor and podcast host and everything else. And we actually thought about it. And it was like, actually, you know, that's not that bad because um, what what story are we telling the seller? We're telling this the seller that we are really serious about this property. We love the area. You know, we're going to take good care of it. But also that we're serious. Yeah. $50,000, two weeks close, no conditions, no home inspection. Then they look and they see a nice polished Facebook page of, a, of, a, of an expert real estate investor. This person probably has money, right? They probably looked at him like they own lots of real estate. They This is the type of person that's going to close quickly. So it actually complemented the story that we were trying to convey very well. It complemented it really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we got a little bit of time left here and I, I want to I want to uh, see if there's any questions uh, from everybody who's listening in live. So if you guys have any questions, get them in right now quickly um, before we're, we're, we're wrapping it up. But while we're waiting for those questions to come through, I want to give you five rapid fire questions. Would that be okay? Just rapid um, fire. I'm going to ask five questions. You give me quick answers. You want? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay. Is it a good time to flip? Um, I would say there's any, no matter what the market is, it's, it can be a good time to flip. Yes. Is it a good time to burn? Yes. Uh, yes. Is it, a good, is it a good time to wholesale? Yes. Is it a good time to find a cash flowing property? And yes. Yes. Is it a good time to sell? Yes. <laughs> I mean, those you are do anything. Easy. I mean, why don't you yeah. give me some hard questions? Like, <laughs> okay. okay. Then I have one other question that I, I had in 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 the in the cellar. Um, <laughs> so to say, so to say. Um, the secret seller. The secret seller. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to make sure that we 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 summarized the the Edmonton market, right? Because we got into flipping, which is is a very popular topic right now, flipping in burrs. Um, you know, we're we're in a bit of a transitionary, you know, time right now where you know flipping hasn't been no one's looked at flipping for a very long time. Let's just put it that way. I've been to lots of different networking events and courses and workshops, and everybody's saying nobody's flipping. Now suddenly people are flipping in the Edmonton market. Um so because of the fact that we, we, we haven't had anyone talking about flipping in the area for some time, there are some things that you need to do in order to get started as a flipper, right? You got to know your numbers. So you got to, uh, you got to get your contractor. You got to know what renovations cost. You got to know where to get your materials and stuff like that. But the market portion, you know, I remember when I was first thinking about getting back into flipping, I didn't know where to look. I didn't know which areas to look at. And I called you. So if someone is interested in getting, you know, in, involved in flipping and they want to know the market, you know, how would they go about reaching out to you and what can, what, what services and what assurance can you uh, give them? 
Yeah, so great question. Um, I mean, direct cell phone call always works. Um, I mean, if you want to email me, that's another option as well. Um, if you, we have Instagram, Calvin Realty, or my personal Instagram. Um, I mean, we have Facebook as well. So there's, there's so many different platforms and we want to make it easy for you to reach out. And I don't mean you specifically, Wayne, because you literally just called me. But I mean, like anybody else, we want to make it easy for you to reach out. So whatever platform yeah. you feel most comfortable with, we're really good at responding. I mean, a lot of people think that we're just too busy, you know, because we have too much stuff going on, um, that we're too busy to have that call, to have that meeting, to, to set up that, you know, even a bit of a, like a, an education of the Edmonton market. And even though you've lived your, your whole life, do you know it through the lens of an investor? Because a lot of people don't, right? We got to switch that lens out um, from you living here as, you know, enjoying Westminster Mall and, and navigating through the streets and all that, but understanding it as an investor. And we're always willing to have that conversation. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I just wanted to say one other thing because um, Calvin, uh, a little while back, actually, it's funny because if you guys could see behind the scenes on our end, Wayne and I were silently arguing about who was going to talk next. I was like, please, I have something to say. Oh, I, I missed like, that cue. Sorry about that. No, you did not. You're like, I, no, I thought you were I saying I'm, I'm, I'm the best. <laughs> I'm the best. Anyways, a little while back, you were talking about, um, you know, like how the how the sellers are making logical or illogical decisions based on, you know, like whether it was, you know, the home they've owned forever and how as a realtor and a buyer on the on the buying end, you need to know what to present them and how to make them feel more secure and like all those types of things and how you can present your, you know, show them your your secured financing letter and like all that kind of stuff. And I just want to say, because Wayne and I say this all the time, how important it is to have an investor focused <clears throat> realtor on your team. And that just because somebody says, they invest or that, yeah, I'm an investor, I'm an investor realtor, do your due diligence and make sure that they, that they truly are because of the things that Calvin literally just said to you yeah. is your realtor suggesting that you do these things. Are they saying write a letter? Are they saying provide your financing letter? Are they saying you need to do a juicy deposit because this is the situation that we're in? Yeah. Are they giving you that guidance? Because if they're not, you do not have a good investor-focused realtor like Calvin Hexter and his team because those are the kind of advices that they're going to give to you to make sure that you pick up your next property mm -hmm. like Wayne and I just did. Yeah, absolutely. Because of the guidance that they gave us, we were able to hit all of those things. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was it was you know nice that we had financing lined up we, or that we didn't need to do financing, but... You know, it was those extra things that we provided that there's, got it at the end. There is ways to have financing lined up and private yeah. lenders and stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of things that people don't know um, early on in the game. Um, I just want to add one more thing in before we wrap it up here is that, um, you know, if any of this is, sounds appealing to you, whether you want to build a flipping business, whether you want to build a burr business, whether you want to just build a sizable portfolio of cash flowing properties, um, I'm going to plug it again because I, I just think that like, um, this is the answer and, and, and I, and I want more people to experience this, but I highly recommend coming out to the cabin retreat. Um, our next one is on February 25th through 27th. Come on out for three weeks, for three days, not three weeks, <laughs> uh, come out for three days. We got great presentations from Calvin. Calvin's going to be there and he's going to tell you all of these things. If you want to learn how to build a flipping business or a burr business, they're going to Calvin and Calvin Realty and is going to teach you everything you need to know about 
how to find these deals, how to build a business around it. Cheryl Wilkes is going to tell you all about how to finance it. Okay. We'll teach you other, you know, cool techniques, you know, on how to, you know, get private lenders and private financing and stuff. So you can have financing lined up for unconditional offers. We can show you, I mean, I can't really teach you how to inspect a property, but I can show you things to look for. Right. And as well, Barry McGuire and Donna McGuire are going to be there. They're going to tell you creative strategies for extra seller financing terms that you can offer to deals as well to make sure that you, you know, the, the juicier the deal, you know, the juicier the offer, the better. Right. So all these things we will literally you tell us I want to build a flipping business. We will spend three days with you personally showing you how to build a bulletproof flipping business. Right. So that's that's exactly what we offer. That's why I say, like, we never really know what we're going to what we're going to be talking about that particular weekend. Or we never really know what Calvin's presentation is going to be about. Sometimes I'll, like I'll reach out to people before the event and say, like, what where are you aiming? Where are you where are you looking at going? And they're like, I'm a wholesaler and I'm going to be building a wholesale business. Perfect. Okay. And I'm going to tell all of my guest speakers to cater and direct their presentations around that. So you get the best possible value. You get the most best possible education. So if you guys are interested in something like that, definitely come out to the next cabinet retreat. Calvin's going to be there, right? I'm excited. I'm pumped. You're pumping me up right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lots of great prizes. Um, we're always giving away lots of great prizes. You're going to get like, it's, it's never just, you know, uh, we try and provide as much value as possible. We try and give you every single answer, every single detail that you need as well. Lots of free stuff. It's a fun weekend. Gabby makes chili. I mean, come on. <laughs> and uh and calvin I, I again thank you so much for for coming on today and giving us that market update thanks for taking it one step further and you know going into like you know extra details and and nuggets into you know flipping and and, and how to how to uh how to make offers yeah. it was super valuable today definitely thanks for having me it was great all right man until next right, time we're gonna have you back on okay sounds good everybody have a good morning and uh we'll see you guys at the cabin retreat okay Bye-bye. I think that's a pretty good uh, way to wrap her up. Absolutely. You got anything else? No. Happy Valentine's Day, you guys. Have a fabulous Monday. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 